Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Brendan, you think it's possible that maybe some of the most ardent Poliarvi supporters have cooled it a bit? as he cooled it in the final 50 games of the season. Uh, yes, Apoliarvi signed in a one-year deal. Um, Poliarvi and Yamamoto had somewhat compelling arbitration cases. I think there's no question influenced by who they have the privilege of playing with, with McDavid and Drysaddle, two of the five best players in the world. Because uh, it's I'm, I'm seeing, a, you know... <laughs> Uh, here's an example, and uh, we'll get to NHL today momentarily. We'll mention again the phone number is 780-496-0063. Bob, polarizing players like Poliarvi are a simple fix. Trade them. He has been streaky, and no one wants him for what Holland sees as value, or he'd be gone already. And so I'm sure he's a great person. Uh, time to decide. Are you an Oilers fan or a Jesse fan? Cool? Jesse fan, question mark. I can't add what he added at the end of the the text there. So interesting stuff. I don't, you know what? I think if the Oilers could have gotten a second round pick for Paul Yarby in the offseason, I think they would have done the deal. I'm serious. I mean, I'm looking at a guy right now like Evan Rodriguez and thinking that guy would be a good fit for a hockey club. He had 19 goals, 43 points last year in Pittsburgh, played in a multitude of situations. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Eric, we'll, we'll get to Eric's text because it's a long one. Lots of texts are coming in. Uh, we missed in the last segment NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here is Brandon Escott. World Cup of Hockey expected to return in 2024, according to Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. They hope to host it during a 17-day window in February of 2024 and have uh, host games in both Europe and North America. So that'll be interesting to see what iteration it looks like this time around. Daly also suggesting the salary cap could rise significantly even after that 2023-24 season. Season. Vegas, we heard uh, signed Phil the Thrill for uh, one year. It's a one and a half million dollar contract. The 34 year old coming off a 52 point season in Arizona. Deal includes a 10 team no trade clause as well. Alex Texier will not join Columbus this season, instead, entering the league's player assistance program after telling GM Yarmo Kekalainen he's not ready to resume his NHL career at this point. The 22 year old native of France is, though, eligible to sign a one-year deal in Europe. Sarah Nurse and Trevor Zegris, the cover athletes for EA Sports NHL 23. That's uh, a big deal for the kids, I guess. Uh, The Canadian women in action against Finland at the World Hockey Championship in Denmark. Right now, it was 2-1 Canada at last look. Saturday, uh, Canada and Switzerland square off, and then Sunday, they get Japan. 3-1. 3-1 3-1 now? There you go. Okay. Uh, and Troy Ryan, who is behind the bench right now, is going to stay on as the coach of the Canadian women all the way through the 2026 Olympics in Italy. Signed an unprecedented four-year extension with Hockey Canada today. 
All right. Uh, Haji wants to jump back in on Paul Yarvey. And again, we got hundreds of texts coming in here. Haji says, Bob, before Paul Yarvey's a- 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 uh, injury, I was in the trade him while his stock was high camp. You and Spectre both intimated that uh, Paul Yarvey had the potential to be a 30 goal scorer. And Spec went so far as to say, you aren't trading your 30-goal score. Let me preface this by saying I'm still in the trade, Jesse Camp, says Haji, but has an injury really changed Paul Yarvey's value that much, or was he being highly overvalued by some of the Oilers' uh, fans and media? I, I think Paul, I think where it's tricky with Jesse is if he pulls it together, does he end up becoming like Nachushkin? And Nachushkin was a pretty valuable player for the Colorado Avalanche. That's if everything completely comes together. It's been an interesting run with him, and I think we need to, you know what, or get off the pot at some point uh, with Paul Yarvey. So it's a really tricky, uh, um, a really uh, tricky situation. The Grinder says, Bob, uh, what? Elliot Friedman referenced a Klingberg rumor in Thirty Two Thoughts. Um, I, I'd have to listen to it, uh, but yeah, I'm sort of. You know. Anyways, well, just it's interesting with Klingberg. He signed a one-year deal. He's got a, a no movement clause for the first half of the season. Do I think Anaheim might move him halfway through the year? I do. Do I think he'd love to come to a place like Edmonton and drive numbers? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think he was stunned by what little market there was for him in the off season. Again, it's Brandon. One of the things that people have to factor in here is teams aren't spending. Teams simply there, there's there's four or five bad teams, and they're barely at the floor. Like Ottawa has decided to spend this year, and so they got to like seventy two, seventy three million instead of being at sixty two. But there's a bunch of teams in, at sixty two, sixty three that aren't spending. Anaheim's one of those teams, and I would like if Pulleyarvi was not packaged, if he was moved in, in just say a, a simpler deal, I could see Anaheim making sense. They don't have a lot. They don't have a big right wing on their team. Uh, Bob, Jesse could become Curtis Lazar as well. Well, Curtis is a fourth-line guy. That's what he's going to be for the Vancouver Canucks this year, who, by the way, the Edmonton Oilers did have interest in bringing in as a right-shot option as a fourth-line guy, though he played mostly right-wing last year in Boston, not at center. Uh Gordon says, Bob, would you go first-rounder Samarukov, Pugliarvi for Kane, who adds, I want nothing to do with Chikrin. I don't think he is what people think he is from Gordon. Gordon, I got to tell you, I, like, I I don't know. I know there's a lot of, the owners got to get a defenseman. They got to get a defenseman. I think we need to see what Broberg can do here. I really do. Uh, Angry Uncle Helen. That's the handle. Angry Uncle Helen. Says Jesse for Domi. <laughs> uh, well, you're 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 getting cap space. Oh, well, I guess it's three million for three million if you do it straight across, right? Interesting. Uh, Ken, or this text comes in from Brendan. He says, "Okay, Ken Holland values Polyarvi to a certain level that no one will pay for it. Fine, then keep him. I trust the value that Ken has placed on him. You don't sell your truck." at what you think is a discount because your neighbors think it's ugly. You stick to your guns. That one comes to us from Ken. Okay. Uh, Bob, first year back, Patrick Laine was having a bad year, and JP was playing great. You were saying you wouldn't trade JP to get him. 
and now you barely value them. That one comes to us from Hammer and Leduc. Sorry, when 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 did Pulleyarvi ever outplay Patrick Liney? Or are you saying at the start of last season? Start of last season might have been the only time. Pulleyarvi, by the way, had 23 points in the first 28 games last year. He had a good start to the year. That is true. I think at this, I think at this stage of the game, I think it's fair to say no one's really sure what he is. Do we know what he is? Or do we know what he isn't? Is it safe to say he's not? Now, Brandon, I'm just going to fire a scenario. A lot of people assume the Oilers will load up their top six and they'll play McLeod as a third-line center, possibly between Yamamoto and Fogel. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that the following tandems are deployed, and this could work to Pugliarvi's advantage. Evander Kane with Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl with Kyler Yamamoto. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Zach Hyman. The Oilers could roll out three lines with two-thirds of the lines being uh, having a tandem of Kane, Vander Kane, and McDavid. Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. And then Hyman and RNH. And then you'd build the rest of the lines. So here's an example. So theoretically, Paul Yarvey could go with Kane, who's a left wing, and McDavid. Then who do you put on the left side with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto? I think I know who could be there by halfway through the season because he can skate. That's Holloway. Not sure he'd start there. Uh, Would McLeod have that opportunity? If you went with those tandems and then Hyman who can play left or right, for the sake of argument, maybe you play him at right, and you play full at left wing with Nugent Hopkins. What do you think? Or do you like the idea of loading up the top six more? I think the bottom line is, and we've seen Jay Woodcroft do this in past, is he likes having a couple different bullets in the chamber, a couple different looks that he can go to. So I would suspect we see both of those over the course of the season. What do they start with, though? I suspect probably the the heavily loaded top six and then work from there. It's interesting. Last year, a guy who, so the players, uh, I think Leon Dreisettle's coming back to town on the 29th heading back to Edmonton. We're going to see players starting after skating on a regular basis at Rogers Place uh, after, say, Labor Day. I can tell you last year in the skates, Holloway impressed his teammates. And then he ended up having to get the wrist surgery. But the guys were impressed because he can skate, right? He's an intriguing guy. And Broberg, when we came back into the bubble, way back in 2020, caught the eyes of the players. The players know. Like, there is belief with the players in Broberg's abilities, which is why that might influence what you decide to do with the number seven. I had somebody reach out today and say the order should sign Ryan Murray as the number seven defenseman. Do you go with Murray or a guy like Harper? Well, Ben Harper is a number seven defenseman. Ryan Murray isn't really, for me, a number seven defenseman. Like, he played top four in Columbus and in New Jersey. The one year in New Jersey, he was the only defenseman on the team that was a plus player. He's a plus player all time in his career. Now, last year in Colorado, for the most part, he played third-pairing third minutes before he got hurt. So he's a third-pairing guy, but he's not a number seven defenseman. Is he a right shot? He's a left shot. He's a left shot. And Harper's a left shot who can play the right side. 
there's not a lot of right shot guys out there. It's hard. Like, so, I mean, do you, do you bring a guy in who's a vet? Like, Murray is probably a better player than Harper. Harper has, now, Harper's got one big advantage. He's got a little bit of bite to him. For the people out there that say the orders lack truculence. Keep the text coming. We'll squeeze them in. Um, I don't know. Bob, would you trade Poliarvi for Evans in a third round pick? Uh, well, Evans is at $1.7 million for three more a year. I don't think that's the Montreal trade. Uh, that's Jake Evans he's yes. talking about? Yeah. I, I, I could see in the offseason next year, I could see Barry and Evans being a flip. Because Montreal doesn't have a power play guy right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Michael Matheson up? Like, Barry's a legitimate power play guy. Tyson Barry's seventh in the league in defense scoring over the last decade. I think he's got like 80, 80, either 85 points in 129 games or 89 points in 125 as an oiler. Like, he's been a pretty productive player in Edmonton. So, all right, Cam Moon's coming up. We'll tell you that uh, Royal, our uh, guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night of the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Back with Mooner when we return on the Oilers Radio Network. Twelve forty-eight in Edmonton. Today's top stories brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. And uh, Phil Kessel signing. Teams gearing up in the Pacific Division. How about this text? It's brilliant. On the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And Rosito, you must listen to the show every day because you're going back old school. And I can tie it to six degrees of separation to today's show. Bob, I heard Neil Yakupov is looking to make a comeback. Maybe he can still be Bobby's Harlamov. Just teasing you, Uncle Bob. So, my youngest sister lives in Nelson, B.C. And I believe Andresito knows uh, Shauna. So, uh, yeah, uh, when I watched Yakupov's highlights... In junior, to me, he bore a resemblance to Valery Arlamov. Didn't quite turn out that way. The second pick in that draft year, Ryan Murray. <laughs> and he might be going for 750K. Let's go to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show one of the two winners radio play-by-play voices, Cam Moon for Brent Ridge Ford. Hello, Cam. How you doing? Doing very well. You're doing well. All right. Uh, you're the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. Who do you bring in as the number seven defenseman? Ryan Murray or Ben Harper? Ooh. I'd probably go Ryan Murray only because I've, I've seen him play more. You know what I mean? My, my opinion on the other guy isn't as strong because I don't have as many viewings. Okay. Uh, you're the Edmonton Oilers. What do you do with Yessa Pugliarvi? Where do you play him in the lineup? I'm giving you the easy ones today. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you start a middle six in the preseason and you see where it goes from there. I mean, just because he maybe he's on the third line to, to start the season doesn't mean he ends there. He could end on a different team. He could end up on your second line. 
that's up to the player. Like it, 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 these things aren't hard and fast. Like they're always moving. They're always yes. changing. So depending on how it looks in, in the preseason, if he starts on the third line, plays real well, maybe plays well enough that he can move up. Maybe he just plays well enough that he's good on the third line. And, and if that's not the case, then, then it, you have to look at any and all options to, to move the player then if, if you don't like it. So, yeah, that's, it, depends. It, it depends on the player. I, I don't know that you can pigeonhole that right now. Uh, Cam, do we know what Yesapoliarvi is? Oh, that's the frustrating part. Really, I think that's the frustrating part because I don't know that we do. We see the player that was early last season and fans across Edmonton and beyond were all pretty excited about the way things were going for me. Like, wow, this guy could be a you know, a top six player, he's playing like it. And then after uh, you know, injury and, and COVID and, and it never did come back around, that, that then you, you think he's something else. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I can't tell you exactly and what And you watched is. him every night last year. I know. That, that kind of tells you something, doesn't it? Well, and that's what's so frustrating is that on some nights he can be so good and then, and then some nights you're left wanting more. And... I, I and we've it's not like it's a real small sample size. We've had a bit of sample size here now, and there's still that that inconsistency. And there may be other factors again, like the, the injury, the COVID, for sure. I'm not I'm not discounting those things because those are factors and those are reasons. I'm not saying excuses. Those are reasons when when a player can't play at his his top level. But going into this season on a on year deal like this, I mean you're. I would say that uh, if if it's good in the preseason and good in the early season, that's great. You can run with it. But if it isn't, then you have to start looking at options. Yeah. Uh, all right. Patrick Kane, do you go all in, including giving up your number one? This team's, uh, you know, we're going to go to Penticton camp, and the yeah. owners are going to have four first-round draft choices there at the event. And this is a team that went to the conference finals last year. And Ken Holland's been a draft and development guy his entire career. But some would say the time is now to step up. Is Patrick Kane the guy to go get if you can, if he wants to come here? Yeah, if he if he wants to come here and you can make it happen and you can make the money work and you can make the trade work where you don't think you're where you're getting fair value, then yes. Um, but that's a lot of ifs. That's a lot of ifs. You got to make the money work, and it has to be a deal that you feel is fair. If it's an overpay, then no, you don't do it. But if it's something you think is fair from your team's point of view, you absolutely have to kick the tires. That's for sure. I think you owe it to your club, especially where they are right now, and and being one of the better teams in the Pacific Division, a team that's a contender, a team that went to the Final Four, I think you owe it to your club to kick the tires on any and all players that uh, can help put you over the top. Uh, Calgary Flames, I agree with you. I think they're a better team this year than they were last year. Uh, I think the Oilers are a little better. But we know how good Colorado is, uh, you know, going beyond the division, but in the conference. We know how good they are uh, and what you know how difficult a task it will be to to deal with them, not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs. So 
Yeah, I think not just Patrick Kane, but any deal like that where you think you can add a player to your top six or to your top four, you definitely have to uh, exhaust uh, at least all options and and see if you have that opportunity because if you can't add them, I think you should. Brent in uh, Drayton Valley says, holy smokes, Bob, if I had a dollar for every time that you brought up the Oilers are having four first-round picks at the rookie tournament, I'd be rich. <laughs> Have a, a great show. Which Oilers prospect are you most interested in seeing, Cam, in Penticton? Oh, I I really want to see uh, Xavier Borgo. I, I got to see Dylan Holloway a little bit in uh, in Bakersfield last year, and and, and I appreciated you know what he could do, and, and I see him you know definitely trending in the right direction. I want to see the difference from a year ago last year when we watched Borgo play in camp and then play in the preseason. I thought he looked pretty good. Then he had a, a, an outstanding season in the Quebec Major Junior League and his team winning the championship of his league and getting to the Memorial Cup. I want to see where he is a year later and and how much he has uh, improved and what has got better from his end and then how he fits in, you know, about to go into his first year of pro hockey. Where does he fit in that uh, in that realm and how close is he to being an NHL player? Because let's be honest, he's probably he's going to get some American League time. How much? Well, we don't know that, but I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where he fits in and that and that tournament gives you the great opportunity to to compare apples with apples um, as far as you know prospects and players just coming out of junior or some that will still still be in junior and and some that are are very early in their pro careers so that's the guy i'm looking forward to watching yeah it's uh, it's always an interesting tournament used to be a lot more scraps back around 2011 2012 i know the one year the oilers they didn't have any scoring they didn't have any first round picks at forward but they had a lot of toughness uh that was your nurse and class i think it was the 2013 year it was pretty funny uh but uh it was uh, actually it was the 2010 was the first year of the tournament because that was your taylor hall and ryan uh, jordan Eberle. And Magnus Piarvi, remember him? Uh, there, there. Yes. Give me thirty seconds on our next guest, AJ Jakovic. You know him well. Uh, he's he's coming up on orders now. What do our listeners need to know about AJ? He's the pride of St. Albert. He's a quality broadcaster. Uh, I remember when he started in the BC Hockey League with the Trail Smoke Eaters, um, and and then was with the Oil Kings, called the Oil Kings for a number of years before moving on to Ottawa has a passion for the game, has a passion for sports. And, and really, uh, it's not just hockey, but, of course, play-by-play with the Red Blacks, uh, has a passion for soccer as well. So, all-around great guy. Awesome stuff. Thanks, man. All right. Talk to you later. That's Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network. It's 1258 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.